So I wasn't actually planning on recording this, but I was just thinking about something. Um, so there's a song, you know, everybody's probably heard it, the whole Richmond, North Richmond, the Oliver Anthony music. And uh, it, it kind of got me thinking just like from the standpoint of uh, like, this is the number one song. This guy's making like 40 grand uh, a day. He's got so many streams and it just makes me think like, man, have we gotten to the point where the frustration level of people has peaked to where a song like this in a genre that's not necessarily, I don't know, country music uh, normally doesn't go crazy like that, but who knows, I guess maybe nowadays, but is it just a, a symptom of like where we're at and the frustration level We've been dealing with inflation creeping up to the point where basic things are getting like that should be major parts of your budget are becoming burdensome parts of your budget. Uh, you know, gas in the United States is high for, you know, where what we're used to. Uh, like I, I get compared to Europe, it's still cheaper, but, you know, we're getting close to $5 uh, in California, for example. And I just wonder, it's like, is there some psychological shift happening too, just due from like group, group frustration. And the problem is, is most people that I know, like the majority of people, the, like there's no concept of like, you know, fiat currency. They don't understand the, what exactly inflation is. They don't get the connection between printing money and government spending. Um, they just kind of know they get taxed pretty hard and they can't afford the stuff they need. And, and then it's like, well, wait, I'm going to use my credit card and hopefully things get better. But then, you know, now they're slapping 25% interest on top of necessities. So I just wonder, it's like, is the desperation level getting so high that that song is just this social barometer of a group of people that are just getting so frustrated and that's where their mind's at. And that just how something like that blows up to be, you know, millions and millions of downloads a day. Um, it's just something I'm thinking about and I just don't know what the answer is. Cause I can't, I don't feel like I can go around telling people, Oh, you need to get Bitcoin because that's going to solve all your problems because in the short term, it's probably not going to solve their problems. I mean, sure. It's really good if everybody had a little bit, you know, but buying Bitcoin for people that can't pay for milk and are charging gasoline to go to work and, you know, are just trying to figure out how they're going to keep their kids in clothes so they can go to school and stuff. I don't think that's a solution for them, but I do think, you know, if you're listening to this and you're already sort of on the, on the Bitcoin line of thought, or I mean, even gold too, like any sound money, um, you know, I think, I think there's another like tail end to this culture that's really important to me. And that is, uh, you know, trying to help people, you know, come up with new ways of making money other than maybe just, you know, trading, you know, hours for their, their day job for, you know, inadequate amounts of pay, um, helping people figure out how to be frugal. Like I have a lot of friends that are really into the whole sort of homesteading kind of lifestyle. You know, they do a lot of canning and, grow some crops, like small scale stuff. And, you know, like, I think that lifestyle is actually really important going into the future. 
Um, I know there are some sort of things that are tied up with Bitcoin projects that intersect with that. Uh, people live in that lifestyle, Bitcoin and, you know, solar, homesteading, growing their own food, raising cattle or whatever. But I do think that these are sort of uh, cultural things and skill sets that we probably all need to know um, or at least support um, as best we can because Bitcoin may be able to save save society in the long term. Um, I like to believe that going to a truly hard money um, where you can take your labor today and you can save it in a form that is efficient. It's like a superconductor of your time that through time and space, you can buy the same things or maybe even more than you could when you were saving it. So when you grow old and you no longer have the same productive capacity, you know, you can feed yourself, you can feed your family and you can leave something to your children. And that that's that uh, financial superconductive material that, you know, money as energy concept. And we need to be able to preserve our labor through time and space and be able to send it. And it need not be stolen or taxed to uh, no end. Um, because that's what the dollar is, is, as I said, dollar is not shit. Like you literally get it. It's debased in your bank account. It's taxed when you get it. You, you get taxed when you spend it. If you buy property, you're taxed for even having the property, even though you're not making any money on it, but it's being, you know, destroyed. And so unless you're, you know, in essence, rich or have the right kind of assets to be sort of self-sustaining, you know, it's a highly inefficient system that's really designed for you just to be on this labor uh, treadmill that doesn't end and you know the pension plans that our our parents maybe had if they were government employees or worked for big corps that had these structured pl pension plans they don't exist anymore in a way that works um, social security isn't going to pay for anything and ultimately i think it's like by design we everybody ends up on some form of welfare or some sort of ubi and it's over at that point. There's no way escaping that because it's, we've seen that, you know, they can turn the money off by debanking you. But, you know, once we get to the CBDC point, it's like they don't just turn the money off uh, by debanking you. I mean, they literally exclude you from the entire economic system. And man, you don't want to build black markets and to, you know, for people to survive like at that point, you know? Farmers markets are black markets that need to be formed today, legal black markets, you know, community um, places, uh, I mean, God, flea markets, you know, these are really um, different things we're calling them right now. These are like just normal parts of, you know, some people's lives, but like, don't be afraid of participating in these irregular markets, these cash based markets. Um, you know, because they're legal right now and they're not the black market, but they function similarly and they're important to have connections to people that, um, you know, know how to do stuff, know how to grow things, know how to make things, know how to raise, you know, livestock. Um, maybe you don't need them. Maybe you're in the situation where you have these things, but it's like the network isn't just, you know, the blockchain. It isn't just the internet. Like it needs to go from the internet and go from this monetary ledger that's in the blockchain and it needs to go into real lives into the actual real world and not everybody's necessarily going to plug in at that level but you yourself can be an interface to this 
And I think it's, I think it's important, you know, I think it's important that we build community that isn't just Bitcoin communities or it's, you know, just technological online communities, but we need to bridge the, the two because technology is a great freedom tool, but it doesn't feed you directly. Um, and I don't know, it's just something I'm thinking about because I do feel like a lot of people um, just have this nagging feeling. Um, I was talking to coworkers about this, about just they don't know how they're going to buy a house ever. And I mean, they're not even necessarily worried about that because sort of day to day stuff is just getting harder. And, and I don't know exactly what the, what the short-term solution is for it. I think the Fed is intentionally trying to break the economy, which I think is probably the right move. Like, God, we have to deflate some assets. And if you have assets, I'm sorry I'm saying that because it's probably not good for you. But um, houses are un, unrealistic. They've basically been monetized into some, something other than a place to have shelter and live. Um, they're turning into, you know, a commodity, which is just, it perverts the market. Um, you know, we got to figure out how to, somebody has to figure it out at least how to build more and make more productive, um, things, you know, houses and other, other things that are becoming scarce that shouldn't be. Um, I know the government for the most part is what's creating a lot of this through red tape and through, just make everything challenging, but um, it's it's a it's a problem for sure. Uh, the, some of this is like why I kind of really want to do this is do this podcast um, is because I do think it's like we're getting to this phase where Bitcoin has to become practical. And I think we're almost there. I think Noster, in a weird kind of way, makes me feel like we're really, really close. Um, but in some ways, like, I kind of want to go, and maybe we'll do this. I want to go and start just talking to people and just finding out who, you know, who's got a wallet, like, for example, a lightning wallet in the real world where I live. Or maybe I have to teach them and get them to take, <laughs> take uh, Satoshis for real world goods and like extend that network uh, for small scale stuff. And maybe if we all do that and you know, at least have a few friends where we set a lunch with Satoshi's instead of Fiat or, you know, we, a few, the restaurant that happens to take uh, Bitcoin, you know, and maybe that's where we're at. I know I've been not in that place for a long time. It's, you know, awkward and most people look like you're some crazy geek um, or you just got off a spaceship somewhere, but, um, but I do think it's time we have to accelerate something here. Um, and I also think we need to start talking to gold people more. Um, there's so much that's interconnected there, but they're not looking at it from a technological basis. They're looking at some Ponzi scheme. They don't understand that we've, it, what's been actually achieved by the, you know, invention that Satoshi Nakamoto actually did, you know, trading, creating true scarcity, true digital scarcity which is crazy because it's in essence more scarce than any physical object too. I mean, you can always mine more gold. You can always paint more um, Picassos, but you can't, you know, make more than 21 million Bitcoin and you never will. Um, so I think, you know, we have to in essence take this to the streets. We have to take it to the communities 
and uh, become like an annoying evangelist about it. That's what I'm trying to do. Obviously, I'm starting here digitally, but uh, I need to start formulating my thoughts and my plan a little bit more um, accurately. And this is some of the tool I'm using to do that is by, you know, putting myself out there and no longer just being somebody that observes, but hopefully is creating new things. And um, that's the goal. Um, so like a great example, I was thinking about this because I have some t-shirts up on the website, which I don't really expect anybody to buy because really overpriced t-shirts just due to the the print on demand hassle of all that. Um, and I'm not really in the t-shirt hustling business, but if you want to buy one, that's cool. Thanks. Um, but I really want to figure out how to do a uh, Satoshi transaction or a Bitcoin tra transaction for them. Um, haven't jumped to all the hopes yet to get that worked out, but hopefully it'll be something to do sort of to practice what I'm preaching a little bit better. But I promise you it's getting converted to Bitcoin after the, the fiat sells and the bills are paid. But <laughs> but nevertheless, this is just not expected. I just was thinking about this and started recording. Um, it'll probably go up, but uh, this is just going to be episode two and a half. So, you know, we'll call it that. Um, anyways, so that's, that's the end of episode 2.5. Uh, I'm probably going to do a few more rapid fire stuff like this, just why, just to get some more things in the feed, um, let you know that I'm going to keep making these things. But as far as really like the, the, the scheduled stuff, it's going to probably be released on Fridays um, once a week for the most part. But at the same time though, if I get this, <laughs> the spirit moves me, I guess I'd say I'm just going to record and I'll, I'll throw it up in the timeline as incremental episodes, basically. So you know, 0.5 and, point seven or whatever. <laughs> Hopefully I don't have any more today, but thanks for indulging me and uh, have a great rest of your day.